time to check in now on the state of the restaurant industry. So can it rebound after the economy reopens? Let's bring in our panel, our experts. Nick Satyan is with us, Managing Director Equity Research of Restaurants at Wedbush Securities. Ryan Patel, Global Business Executive. It's great to have you on. Um, Nick, I'll start with you. I know we're here to talk a lot about Domino's Pizza ahead of its numbers, but what is the state of the restaurant industry as the cover of the New York Post called New York a ghost town? Um, everything is closed. Everything's for rent, and many of the restaurants are still closed. So now what, Nick? Well, I mean, that's New York City. Um, it's also very similar in California. But most of the country has seen a pretty decent recovery. Um, in fact, names like Texas Roadhouse, now you'd think uh, you know, they'd, they'd be suffering right now, but their sales are only down 2% uh, year over year, uh, mostly because they don't have that urban uh, exposure, that you know, coast exposure, particularly to the West Coast or the Northeast. Um, and so when you look at you know, specific geographies, restaurants have actually already rebounded. Uh, and then when you look at specific categories, like the QSR, fast casual delivery, uh, they actually have been doing fine throughout uh, this this crisis. It's the full service names that have been hard hit, and they've been particularly hard hit in the sort of northeast and west coast urban environments. Right. Yeah. Ryan, what are your thoughts? We talk about the consumer and the bounce back of the restaurant industry that people are anticipating. Or as to Nick's point, there are certain restaurants that are still doing quite well. I mean, I mean, I guess you could throw Chipotle in there. Texas Roadhouse was his example. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts? Well, Nick's right. If you if these restaurants haven't made the pivot, Right to pivot to cut, you know, a lot of them are making more money because, I mean, at the percentage um, margin perspective, because there's less labor. Right, they had to make the shift and be able to be more takeout, more delivery oriented. Which, you know, at the end of the day, you will lose some top line sales, but you're still in the in, in the positive. And especially with those leases that they've been maybe able to take advantage of, their occupancy costs may not be as as crazy. Obviously, the ones that are in the urban areas when there's no people, no footfall, and no takeout, they're hurting the, the worst. But I think over the last three, four months, you did see the restaurant industry adapt because they had to to weather the storm. I think the really question becomes, how much further can they weather the storm and then get back to what the new normal will look like so they can be on full cylinders? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, Nick, earlier in the show, we had a guest who likes Starbucks, but says he looks forward to when it really reopens because you can only do so much curbside pickup and mobile and all that. It's the experience that people really like about a name like Starbucks. Nick, what are some of your favorite uh, strong buys or buys in the restaurant space at this point? Well, I mean, of the names that I like, you know, within the QSR category, McDonald's and Domino's are at the top. And then within full service, you know, I really like the, the names like a Dine Brands uh, or, or a Cheesecake Factory, which have underperformed a little bit relative to some of the other uh, full service names. Um, you know, particularly on Dine, you know, you have the breakfast exposure with IHOP. You know, and IHOP and Applebee's. And so that's the reason why that's underperformed a little bit. I think, you know, if you're giving the benefit of the doubt to the rest of the full service that that's going to come back, I think you, you know, it's, it's a fair assumption that breakfast is going to come back and normalize at some point as well. Uh, and so I think right. that stock continues to work. You know, in terms of Domino's and, and McDonald's, they've just been very strong performers throughout this, uh, throughout this crisis, but they're not getting credit for what's next. Um, you know, I think a lot of those other names like full services is getting a big benefit of the doubt. We've seen, you know, big moves up in there share prices, but not with some of these QSRs that have actually, you know, outperformed fundamentally, but not share price wise. So that's 
There's an iron. I see. I see. So we should know that you like those names because you do think that they're doing well. But it may not be as evident to us, McDonald's and Domino's Pizza. Ryan, what are your thoughts on Domino's ahead of the earnings here? Well, I agree. I mean, Dom there's still going to be a, a credit for digital ordering. Domino's has braced the tech side, and even after getting back to, quote, the normal, that's still going to be a heavy play, no matter what restaurant industry. They have over 75% of the U.S. sales is around that. I think that the other thing that I like about them, there's still opportunity to grow 17,000 stores now, and, and we'll see what they say on that interest rate. And that rate. And what two, key, two more key points. One, 95% of the current franchisees were former employees at Domino's. That's important as a franchise business because you have a pipeline that's built and an operation that's consistent. Their margins, operating margins, have been consistent over the last five years, I mean, last five to seven years at 17%. And what's interesting for me, what I'm looking for them to see their international expansion. I know that they've had a little bit of a bumpy road. I want to see if they're going to try to fix it uh, um, operationally uh, and their strategic plan going forward. Yeah. You know, Ryan, and you made some other points, too. The wage debate, minimum wage, loyalty programs. Um, those were all good points you brought up. I saw them there in your notes. Uh, Nick, final thought as the consumer is back but may not have a job. I mean, some people still don't have jobs or how much are they going to spend? But they got to eat, right? And people do love to save their money and spend on what they love to eat. Nick? Well, yeah, everybody. What's interesting is even though they don't have jobs, uh, they're making more money without working, right? And I mean, we've seen it in, in restaurant results. Um, in fact, once the stimulus checks came, came out earlier, um, you know, in January, we saw an acceleration uh, in, in quarter day trends throughout the, the, the industry. And now people have a little bit more confidence that those unemployment benefits, you know, over and above the, the sort of regular, um, you know, state by state under, you know, unemployment uh, 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 checks are, are going to continue so um right. you know so far we've seen continued right. spend and as as the you know job environment improves hopefully that spending continues yeah nick setian and ryan patel thank you both very very much